Hey everyone, welcome to the Tuya Christian Fellowship Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to give online, see upcoming events, or view our service times, please visit our website at tcf.church. Pierce talked on Sunday night. He has a prophetic ministry. He comes every year to Zion and has for many years. And then I take time to talk about some of the things that he said. And I want to do that with you this morning. The first thing I'd like to remind you of is prophecy is just a promise for the future. That's what it is. Okay. The Bible has over 1,600 prophecies or 1,600 promises for the future. Okay, now every other religion has their holy book. Okay, if you were a Muslim, their holy book is the Quran. Okay, other religions have holy books. But the Bible is the only book written that dares to try to predict the future. That's what a prophecy is. Many of them that are in the Bible, 1,600 of them, have already been fulfilled. But then there are many of them who have not been fulfilled and we and will be fulfilled. And so I want you to understand, you know, we're a prophetic people. What does that mean? Well, you and I have a future. Okay, listen, heaven's my home. Okay, heaven is my home. I'm going to go be with Jesus, and I'm going to be with my family, and I'm going to be with you, and we're going to be together in the presence and the glory of God for all of eternity, and it's going to be amazing. You and I have a future. That makes us a prophetic people. The verse that was on the wall that we took down is Jeremiah 29, 11. God said, what did he say? I have plans for you. Listen, it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. God has plans for you. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with your family. Don't ever believe the lie that, well, you know, we're getting old and God's done and I just need to kind of throw it neutral. No, God's plan has plans for you and they're good plans. So that's what Chuck Pierce basically did. That's what a prophetic word is. Listen, one of the things that Chuck Pierce said that really ministered to me, he said, if you've ever encouraged anybody, you've operated in prophecy. If you've ever comforted or encouraged anybody, particularly about their future, hey, it's going to be okay. Hey, I'm sorry that, you know, your family member passed away, but I know God loves you and we're praying for you and we care about you and you have a future. That's prophecy. So, so it's, not, it's not something that's weird or spooky or, you know, that's not how God operates. And it's very simple and it's, and it's very powerful. So uh, let, me, let me just jump in and share some things with you that he talked about. And you're going to be blessed this morning. He said it's a new season in the kingdom of God. A new season in the kingdom of God. Now, I've said this for several weeks. I'm excited that we're in a new year. I love this time of year. I'm excited it's 2020, but I'm also excited that we've moved into a new decade. You think back the last 10 years of your life, now you think ahead the next 10 years of your life. Okay, in 10 years, Annie will be 14. Holy moly, okay? I mean, a lot's, we're going to live every day of it. We're going to live every week of it. You've heard that saying that the days are long and the years are short, and it's so true. But God, God's got a plan. And so he said that it's a new season. Now, here's what else he said. He said it's not just a new decade, but it's a new era. Now, I did some study on this word era, and here's what I found out. It's a distinct 
period of history. Now think about it for just a minute. You and I live after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We live after the cross. Okay, we live under the new covenant. Okay, we, that's what New Testament, that's what testament means, is covenant. You and I live in the new covenant. We live in the era of the new covenant. And the Bible says it's a covenant based on better promises. If we had lived before Jesus had died on the cross, we would have lived in a completely different era. Are you with me? Okay, all right. Now, let me give you a couple more examples, okay? Now, we live in an era where Christian music is exploding, Okay, I mean, it seems like every single week a new song comes out. Uh, I'll listen to something, and I think, oh, my gosh, that's my new favorite song. And then a week or two later, something else will come out, and I think, oh, my gosh, that's my new favorite song. I mean, the worship songs we do, the songs they did at Zion, the songs I listen to when I'm making breakfast, we live in an era where Christian music, worship music, even just Christian music has exploded from, from what it used to be. Okay, let me give you another example. We live in the era of technology, okay? They say that the smartphone, which probably 90% of you in here have one, the smartphone is 10 years old. Okay, now, I grew up in the era, Glenda, where the phone was attached to the wall with a cord, okay? And, uh, you know, I came in my mom's house. I was living with my parents, you know. I'm young, and I came in my house one day, and on the, there, there was a phone, and there was a little note by it, and it said, call Vicki Fryer, okay? And then under, her name is spelled F-R-E-I-E-R, is that right? Fryer, okay? She's German, by the way, if you don't know that in Czech, but we won't go into that. And then my mom wrote underneath it, F-R-Y-E-R, like chicken fryer, okay? So when I called her to marry me and have kids, I wouldn't mispronounce her name, amen? Why, babe, they're laughing. I don't, I don't understand that. All right, all right. Uh, if somebody had given us a phone for Christmas, Back in those days, you know what we would have said, why'd you give me this, right? We lived in the era, it was a different era, right? I remember when Vicki and I got our first phone, it was a bag phone. Does anybody remember the bag phone? Oh, my gosh. And they, uh, th this young man that was selling them came to our house, and it was black, and you plugged it into the cigarette lighter, and it sat on the, on the hump, you know, on, in your truck. And I, can, uh, we, I think we paid 100 bucks for it. Oh, man, I was so excited. I mean, I put my phone in, you know, and got it plugged in. And I mean, I'm cruising down the road. Now, I'm going to use a word that's not a very good church word, but can I just go ahead and say it? You know, I'm pimping down the road with my phone. You know, you know what I mean? Now, I, that's, you know, that's what I felt like, man. You know, I'm just cruising. I got the radio on, and I got my phone in case my peeps call, okay? I mean, I, you remember? I can remember. Oh, my gosh. Well, the new wore off of that pretty quick, and uh now, you know, now I don't have a phone, so I, if you need to get a hold of me, call Miss Vicki, okay? All right, we live in the area of technology. Let me do one more. <clears throat> this one's big, okay? Uh, we are out of the era of Jason Garrett. <laughs> amen? <laughs> amen? Come on, somebody. I mean, now we're having church, Amen? I mean, we are out of the era of Jason Garrett, okay? That era has ended, and we're now in the era of Mike McCarthy. Now, I, I, I don't want to preach on football, because when I do, I get in trouble, but I got to <laughs> preach a little bit, okay? 
uh, Mike McCarthy was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. He is a proven winner. He's won eight playoff games and a Super Bowl, okay? And so uh, he's going to be a good coach. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen, amen? Uh, but we're now in the Mike McCarthy era. And I'm not, I'm not upset with Jason Garrett. I don't care. But we've come out of that era. Okay, listen. Now, let me back up. Okay, uh, Chuck Pierce said that you and I are moving into a new era, a new era in the kingdom of God. Now, I'm excited because I, I wonder what God has planned for us. I wonder what God has planned for you and your family. You know what I know? I know it's good. Amen. I know it's good. Kirk got up and read that verse and said that God's plans for you are good. Now, I want to read to you this morning <clears throat> out of Acts 17. And I'm going to start reading with verse 24, and I'm going to read down through verse 31. Listen to what this says. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Since he gives all life, breath, and all things... And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Listen, you're the children of God. You are the children of God. God's Word says so. You are His offspring. Amen? Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. What he's talking about is idol worship. God doesn't want us to make something out of gold or silver or paint something and worship it. God's not looking for that. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he's appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Obviously, uh, that's talking about Jesus. Now, there's a lot in that verse, and I know it, and I don't have time this morning to go through everything that it says. But what I'm connecting that to is the idea that God is moving in our life. We've moved into a new era. We've moved into a new season, and we've moved into a new decade. Listen to the next thing he said. He said that God wants to bring about realignment in your life. He wants to bring about realignment in your life. Listen to what realignment means. It means to change or to restore a lot of times we don't even know we do it and we don't mean to do it, but we can get out of alignment with the things of God. We can get out of alignment with the Word of God. And, and he said that God is saying that he wants to change and to restore and realign us back to the things of God and the promises of God. Okay, how's he going to do that? Well, let me tell you the next thing he said. He said this, your mind needs to align with God's Word. Your mind needs to align with God's Word. What's he talking about? He's talking about you and I reading the Word of God, renewing our mind to the Word of God, and aligning ourselves with it. All right, you, you understand to know that the culture we live in has no truth. You know that, right? They have no hope. They have no answers. They have no truth. Listen, I've lived there. I have the T-shirt to prove it. They have no answers. 
And when you drift off into the culture, when you drift off into the world, you lose your direction, you lose your compass. God, by His Spirit, wants to realign us, and He wants us to align our minds with His Word. Listen to this scripture. This is Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brothers. Now, the word beseech means beg. Now, I don't know about you, but it shocks me that God is begging us to do something. Okay, I beseech you, I beg you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I've said this before, but I want to say it again. It matters how we live. It matters how we live. God wants us to align ourselves with his word. And when you find a place in God's word where you're not aligned with it, he doesn't want you to choose your own way. He wants you to choose his way. Are you with me? All right, so he said God wants us to align ourselves. Now, let me keep reading. He says, don't be conformed to this world or this culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. Okay, God wants to do some realignment in your life. How does he do it? Well, every time you read the Bible, every time you read the daily verse, every time you do a devotional, every time you come in church, listen, I can tell you something. Every time you come to Tulia Christian Fellowship, you're going to hear the Word of God. We're going to read the Word of God, we're going to lift up the Word of God, and we're going to preach out of the Word of God. And every time you hear the Word of God, you know what happens? You get bathed in the grace of God, you get bathed in the anointing of God, and you know what it does? It realigns you. You know, one of my favorite people in the whole world is the chiropractor. Because when I get out of bed and I have a pinch in my backside, I go to the chiropractor, and you know what he does? He realigns me. Now, that doesn't work for everybody, and I, and I know that, but I'm blessed by the grace of God that I can go, and he can, he can do what he does, and he can realign me. Every time you hear the Word of God, it's almost, in a sense, like going to a spiritual chiropractor. God works in your life. Amen? Amen. All right, let me tell you the next thing he said. Let me flip my page. Okay, he says, faith will explode in God's people. Faith will explode in God's people. In the coming year, the coming decade, or the coming era, faith will explode. Listen, you know what it says in Romans? It says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Listen, do you know how you build your faith? You build your faith by reading God's Word. Now, I've said this, and I said it just a couple of weeks ago. It's hard to be a Christian apart from the Word of God. You will be weak, and you will be anemic, and you will struggle. But when you read God's Word, it builds your faith, and it starves your doubts. Okay, in the morning, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. I'm going to get in my chair. I'm going to get my Bible out, and I'm going to feed my faith. And I'm going to starve my doubts. And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to talk to God about what He's doing in my life and what I'd like for Him to do in my life, and I'm going to feed my faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Let me read you another verse. Ephesians 3.16, he said the next thing that he wants to do is he wants to explode in us. Faith is going to explode. Now, listen to this. Ephesians 3.16 says that God would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in your inner man. Now, I don't want you to miss this. This is too good to miss. Hang on here. Don't, don't miss this. Ephesians 3 says God wants to strengthen you in your inner man, the real you, the spiritual you. Okay, on the inside of me is the real rusty. This is my earth suit, right? 
This is my earth suit, and it's getting older every single day, and the day's going to come. I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to go to heaven and be with Jesus, but when he comes back for the church, I'm going to come back with him, and I'm going to get a new glorified, resurrected earth suit. You will, too, if you know Christ is your Savior. Amen? He said that he wants to strengthen you in your inner man by his spirit with might. Now, the word might is Greek. The Greek word there is dunamis, and it means explosive power. It means explosive power. Now, don't miss this. I want to put these two together. Chuck Pierce said that our faith would begin to explode this year. Ephesians 3 says that God wants to strengthen you in your inner man, and he wants to cause a spiritual explosion on the inside of you. That's what might means. In the book of Acts, it says they receive the Holy Spirit, and they receive power. It's the same word. It's the Greek word dunamis. It means to explode. It means dynamite. Okay, God wants to explode in your hearts this year, and he wants to stir up your faith to pray for your kids and your mate and your job and your community. Wow, that's amazing, amen? All right, he said that he wants to explode it on the inside of us. Here's the last thing that I want to talk about this morning is he said that we're going to see the favor of God in a new way. We're going to see the favor of God in a new way. Now, listen, I just did a message on that, and I talked about the favor of God. Psalms 512 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous, and you surround them with favor as with a shield. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. If you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, if heaven is your home, you're the righteous. It doesn't say the perfect. It says the righteous. If you know Christ, you're righteous. Are you with me? Okay, it means to be in right standing with God. If you're righteous, then that verse belongs to you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous and you surround him or her with favor as with a shield. What Chuck Pierce say? That favor is going to come on you in a new way. Now, what did I talk about just a couple of weeks ago? To begin to acknowledge favor, begin to look for favor, begin to believe God for favor, begin to confess favor. Listen, everywhere you go, you have the favor of God on you. I said everywhere you go, you have the favor of God on you. You are surrounded with his favor like a shield. That's what the Scripture says. Chuck Pierce said you and I are going to move into a new season, a new era, a new time of favor. And listen, some of you are going to start seeing it every single day in your life the favor of God, the grace of God, the, the move of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right, y'all stand up. Let me pray for you. That's just the first part of what he said. I'm going to talk about it some more in the coming weeks. Father God, I want to thank you this morning for this great church. Father, I'm so thankful for what you're doing in our lives and in our families. Father, we're excited about 2020. We're excited about the new decade, the new era, the new season. Father, I thank you that our hearts grow in faith, our hearts grow in favor, that, Father, we would align ourselves with your truth, that we would walk in the truth that we know, and as we walk in the truth that we know, you give us more. Father God, I'm thankful for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed, and y'all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week.